Welcome to Shine Waves, spirituality without the flaw. I think we are that can judge another person by their color, their creed, or their belief system when we are nothing in comparison to the universe. It was kind of interesting too because I didn't know if anyone else was saying like this. I'm like, is this weird? Is this? And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shine Waves Podcast with me, Ira Stevie, and we have a very special guest up here, an old friend. Oh, I'm special. She's special. She's very special in many ways, people. Don't take it like that. So, we are sitting with the amazing Helen Peacock. Helen is going to be an event on May 5th in here, and we're going to have get to know Helen outside her show business face. So oh. We'll put her in the spot. How much do I tell? All of it. You <laughs> <laughs> know this. All of it. All the time. So, base let's get started. Introduce yourself, Helen. Tell people who you are, what you do, and then we are just going to go down rabbit holes like we always have. All right. So I'm Helen Peacock, and um, I wear the hat of a medium. So I talk to the dead. Is it only the dead, or is it deities and spirit guides? It's mostly mostly past loved ones. Yeah, that's usually my intention, but if spirit guides come in, then, you know, it works for everyone. What got you started? What got me started? There's a big question. Um... To go way back, I would have to say the passing of my grandmother. So I wasn't one of those that saw dead people at five years old walking in my room. That's not my story. Um, I had to live my life, have my journey, and go through all the ups and downs and create my library, right? And so, so library. Because on this podcast, what we do is we, the podcast is called Spirituality Web. Yes. So there, you and I both know there's a lot of BS terminology and shit going on. Yeah, I hear you. So when we say about building the library, can you even get the listeners just a little? Yeah. Um, so for example, um, everything that my vessel has taken in through all my senses. Okay. So love was in spirit know everything about me. So that's what they impress on me. Right. So again, it's basically my interpretation. So I may not necessarily be banging on, but hopefully I'll come close. Um, for example, uh, in our field, in the therapist field, we call that emotional cadonic attachment. So that's basically an emotion that is raised in you triggers a memory, and that memory is kind of like your kind of like yeah. It's like connecting dots okay. and putting the pieces of a puzzle together. So it's like me trying to figure out what it is that they're trying to impress on me. Um, I could share a quick example that I I had last night, okay? Um, Just because it's fresh in my mind and I don't usually remember a lot of my sessions. Um, So I was doing a, I did an online Zoom group reading last night and I had um, a client's nephew came through and he was showing me, I'm not sure if if you're familiar, if you remember, the shooting that took place in Las Vegas. There was a concert and there was a shooting coming from the the hotel. So this nephew came through showing me this. So I had to interpret this. And at the same time, I was feeling a pressure pressed into my chest. And um, so I'm like, in my mind, I'm speaking to him and it's like, okay, can you show me more? Like, give me more details here. Like, where, what are you trying to show me? But he says, but let's back up the bus. Let's tell my aunt that I'm going to be gentle about this. Okay. So that told me his personality as well. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up sharing with us that he basically shot himself in the chest, but he used to live in Vegas. You see what I mean by connecting the dots? And because he knew that I was aware of that event that took place, he used that. 
so that I can, he didn't want to come right out and say, yeah, I had a hand in my own passing and shot myself. So he was very gentle about that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So that I'm just sharing that one because, again, it was very emotional at the same time. Um, and I like the way that he presented it. Yeah, so, so. Uh, like a, as I said, like an emotional attachment. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so we know the medium side. And a lot of people who are going to listen to this know a lot about you anyway because you are like a fly on the wall. You're everywhere. <laughs> and you have been for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I'd be very blessed to see you growing. Right well, I have a big, huge thank you to where it all started. Yeah. Am I allowed to say where? Go for it. Okay, so Spiritual Emporium was the first place for me to work out of. Right, um, because it was the first place for me too in Canada. Yeah, it's where we both yeah, each other way, way back, many, many, many years ago. Yeah, and I remember when we met, and I remember that day. It's very stuck in my mind. Yeah, it was a great day, yeah. and I walked out of there, the store, when you know you officially decided to take me on. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, this is the stepping stone. I am actually officially out of the closet. I am yeah. doing this because yeah. it was very nerve wracking oh, yeah. to come out and and not everyone knew that I did this especially my ex at the yeah. time, right? So it's kind of like tiptoeing around it. And then finally the universe kind of shook me up and says, okay, we've been waiting for you. Yeah. And, and then, exactly. Yeah. Calling it the broom closet. Mm -hmm. The broom closet. I like that. That's the way, way, way I look at for metaphysics. But when you come out, it does actually feel like a massive weight off the shoulders. It was. And as soon as I owned it, it was like, Client after client so after client. Yeah. The start, like even, I think your first week you might have done 15, 16 clients in there, and your first. Oh, I don't remember. I don't I remember. Like that. But I remember that the two of us were working in that little place downstairs and saying, well, can we put this in? Can we do this? Can we oppose this? And I remember it all. Yeah. So I'm saying it's, it's been a long, long, long change since then. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're selling mm -hmm. it all over the place. Yeah. I'm making my rounds. <laughs> so, you say the mediumship's one aspect. Of yes. You. There is other aspects of you, obviously, that a lot of your listeners don't know. Like, I know things about uh, certain paths that you've done in the past that you're, I'm sure a lot of your clientele don't know. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. TV appearances, paranormal activity, um, working with certain, uh, how would you say, local groups for uh, psychic foreseeing yeah do you know what the latest is believe it or not is i have a lot of people contact me to find dogs missing dogs there's so many of them right now especially around our place because we live quite close together yeah but a lot of it's north right a lot of the dogs that do go missing are north yeah are we getting into cryptoids here stealing dogs i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> especially if they're special breeds yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going along, especially um, here's a, here's a random side effect. Uh, rabbit hole number one. Uh, dogs are actually used in a lot of uh, very deep uh, south who do um, sacrifices because they carry the uh, essence of their monster. Only you would know that. I'm weird. Yeah. Aren't so, we? Aren't we both? <laughs> I'm weird by way, you're weird. Yes. Okay? Yes. Uh, I agree. Pleasantly imperfect in an imperfect world. Okay. Take that. I will. <laughs> I'll put it in my back pocket. You put it in your back. You can take it and you can use that for information. If somebody says, well, that's very common. Now you know why. Because it's actually the time of year for it. It's huge at this time. Mm -hmm. The other thing that, uh, so what do you do for fun? Get out of the spiritual mind. Let people know who you really are. Now, what do I do for fun? I love traveling. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I love traveling. <laughs> yeah, my latest was uh, Costa Rica for a month. So there, um, it was about studying permaculture. So learning to uh, thrive in a community and coming together as a community and everyone participating and every walk of life was there, basically. Have you been to the one in Florida? I uh, know. It's called the Venus Project. Oh. And they're actually using that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I strongly feel it's our future down the road. I really do. So I'm kind of preparing, getting the feel for it, and um, keep bringing it here, right, to to Canada, well, Ontario anyway. So, yeah, there's that. So that that was my latest trip, right? Oh, not that many. But I love my yoga retreats as well. Um, yeah, I'm not all that spiritual on my time off. I do like my pubs. Yep, I totally so agree. As much, as much as people are very intuitive, they're very, you know, spiritually minded. Or yeah. What we call spiritually egotistical. So mm -hmm. they're so spiritual that they don't realize that they're living a third dimensional world. So that aspect, we, we tend to find really weird ways of just chilling with friends. We, you know, Archery and I just yep. have to my other my other I would have to say is I love my yoga I love I have to train at the gym right so it's just getting that energy moving I have to have that as well and it's another another way of focusing so I ask this to every person who's doing an event okay especially when it's a specialist event. okay so I can see the I'm a little bit worried here pet peeve in, your field. Pet peeve in my field that's a good question. You find you've got lots of them, but you don't really associate with it. But the pet peeve, especially my fake, it's like the weekend warriors. Okay, here's my pet peeve. I would have to say people who know I do this work or if they're new to it, they automatically, they're afraid to be around me. They think that I can read them or why didn't you tell me? And they, yeah, and they think that I'm, they think that I'm constantly on. I'm like, yeah, no, sorry, the store's closed right now. So that I think I'd have to say is one of my pet peeves is if they know what I do or they'll call me up and they'll, you know, hey, how you doing? And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what's the real reason why you're calling, right? So there is that as well. And then... So how do you set boundaries for that? Because I know with me, it, it's very hard when you own a store. Yeah. Because people, as you say, automatically assume you're always on, you're always reachable. They don't realize you have a normal life yeah. behind this. So how do you set your boundaries? I'm just transparent. I'll just say, yeah, no, sorry. I'm, you know, if you really want to have some answers, then book a session. And everything you need to know is on my website. Yeah. So there's there's that, but it's learn but it's coming from a place of love. It's not putting it out there and being harsh about it. It's just say, please, if you wish, you know, depending on who it is as well. Like I have to feel that out, that person out. Um, another thing too is a, a lot of people out there are feeling lost and they think that I do future forecasts and that's not how I roll. I'm about helping you. I, f I help you to find the root of the cause mm -hmm. and walk you through it yeah. as you, you know, explain to me. So I get them to do the work as well. So, and, right. We work on the, what's called the Claire's. Yes, exactly. What Claire's are you most active in? Um, Claire Audient, more Claire Audient. Um, There's nine for the record, people, just to be absolutely 100% accurate. 
Okay. He looked at me with a big blank face. I don't know what that means. There's, there's, n- there's nine different Claire's. Oh, nine different Claire's. I thought, I, for some reason, I thought you were saying like there's nine people listening or something. Oh, <laughs> like, see, auditory? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. And I would say clairvoyant, clairsent, all of it. Like I don't really have a favorite, but when I first started, I, I really noticed that it was my clairaudient more than anything okay. because I'm very much an observer as well. So it's a matter of observing and listening. And a lot of, but a lot of people don't listen. A lot of people are already thinking of their answers, Mm -hmm. right? And they're not being in the moment. And so that's something that I've taught myself. And so when you work with the Claire's, it's a matter of focusing, being in that moment. It's like stepping out. It's, I was thinking about it last night and thank you for reminding me. I feel like I have one foot in one dimension and another foot in another dimension. If that, not everyone's going to understand that, but that's, that's how I sense, that's well, how I feel. It, it's splitting different parts of your aura field because a lot of people associate an aura as just a nice bright color, but it's actually multiple fields. Oh, aspects of your energy, but yep. what that color is. So you have your mental body, spiritual body, etheric body. Um, all these different bodies all have to have their own energy. Mm-hmm. Sustenance, for yep. a better word. So stepping in and out, as, as a therapist, I get that because I'm not always in game time. Yes. I have to be able to hear and then transport that into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and work on it from an energetic level, getting to the root cause and getting through that. So, yeah, I get that 100%. One of the things that um, a lot of people say when, when you mention spiritual mediumship, it's all it just go straight to fear. They think ghosts, they think oh, yeah. demons, they think all this. Yeah, and, and that's one of the... Um, Yes and no, because it's all an energy. And one thing, that, the one thing that I share with my clients is, you know, if they come to me and they say, well, I really sense that my house is haunted. And it's like, well, do you see the signs? Are you aware of the signs from your loved ones? Well, no, not really. And I said, well, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get your attention. So they may knock a plate off the wall if you got, you know, whatever it is, shaking lamps. And all they're doing is trying to get your attention. But people usually think that it's a haunting yeah. and it's like no they're just trying to say hello because you've been asking right so you ask and you, you well sh- what's, what's that the weirdest what's the weirdest question you've ever been asked the one you just asked yeah. <laughs> just the, the, the weirdest question so a class, yeah i don't so a class come in, right they've said this is happening and can you sort this can you there's bound to be one that sticks out. Well, it's the, I wouldn't say it's the weirdest one, but a lot of people, because, okay, so I'm going to back up the bus here, is I don't call myself a, I, right then, back of the bus. Um, one of the things people think, being a medium, psychic medium, that we know everything, that we're going to have all the answers. And the one that bothers me the most is, well, can you tell me who I'm going to marry? Or can you tell me the name of my husband or my wife to be? And it's like, yeah, no. So that they associate intuitiveness with mediumship. Exactly. And so what I say to my clients is, I don't call myself a psychic medium because we are all psychic. We all were born with this innate, but people don't know the tools or how to use the tools or trust. And so that's where I help them even in my sessions. Right. So it's educating them and saying, because there's a lot of people out there, Stevie, and I know you know this. There's a lot of psychic medium junkies out there and they will go from one to the next. And that 
it, it does. It, so they're not, and that's the thing is they're not learning to trust their own intuitions. And loved ones in spirit don't want to see you going from medium to medium to medium, right? And so, because I would be a millionaire if that was the case, because I, I've had clients, I'll never forget, there was one lady, I gave her a session and I connected her with her husband, her late husband. And two weeks later, she booked a session, but she booked it back to back. And I'm like, two hour session? And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna feel this one out. And so when I connected with her and I'm like, so I realized, did we not have a session like two weeks ago and now you want me for two hours? And she goes, yeah, I just wanna talk to my husband. I said, yeah, I'm not a switchboard operator. That's not how this rolls. Right, so I wouldn't go through with the session. I was just like, "Yeah, no, I can't do this. It just it doesn't feel right." Well, and well, I did right there. I nipped it in the butt because I don't. And I'll say that to my clients. I'll say, "Okay, so I do have regular clients. So please don't book another session with me for another eight months to a year, yeah. unless you're coming for spiritual guidance, yeah. or unless you you happen to lose a loved one." Right. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, even in Mm-hmm. become a crutch because I don't want that yeah. you can't heal people if they're not listening and if they're not prepared but to they listen. have to be willing to heal themselves exactly. sure they're showing up but are they willing to do the work and what we're going through right now because you know we're ascending yes. and we are, are this, is what's, this is what I've been noticing lately is a lot of people are having to do shadow work. Their past memories are coming up to haunt them and they're like, why does this keep showing up? I thought I healed this. Well, we're big onions and there's layers after layers after layers. But you have to, yeah. Well, it's releasing the old. Mm -hmm. It's releasing the old and making room for the new, right? Especially when you know we're, because right now we're being downloaded with new light codes, and you know this. Yes. Not the everyday person knows this. Oh yeah, it's been happening for this past, well, it started uh, late uh, 2019, and now we're getting into Oh yeah, and it's happening quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are coming out, more spiritual, more expansion, and just, as we say, to back up the bus a little, <laughs> there's an expression that you did say, you know, a lot of people, are getting to that stage where everybody's learning that they have these innate mm-hmm. qualities. And that brings out one of the, my favorite sayings or quotations out of Socrates, everyone is gifted but few from their boxes. Mm-hmm. And that is Pandora's I'm box. Uh, I'm finding it day in, day out in here. Like so many people who I've passed on the street maybe two or three months ago and looked at their energy and going, no, you're nowhere near. And now they're in and they're just buzzing. And mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that something's happened. So these transitions, it's a lot to do with our access. There's a lot of science behind We're not going to get into that because we, I don't want to go down and rabbit hole for two hours. But the science basically says that the, the, the crystals in our brain, the magnetite in the brain is being overcharged mm-hmm. with solar flares and dynamic display. Huge. So what that's actually heading is the top end of our soul matrix and it's forcing that soul matrix to kickstart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. The downside is as therapists, we are getting overwhelmed. Yes, we are. That's been a nightmare. Lots of grounding, 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 grounding. Oh. 
I know you will. I know you will. I have a, a variety of different techniques. Uh, one is visualizing, just visualizing myself like a tree and just bringing in the white light down through the trunk of the body and grounding on Mother Earth, Mother Gaia, right? So there's the visualization, um, nature nature like as my I, my favorite saying is sit your ass in the grass and hug a tree right so nature is number one. <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah so write that one down for sure um and that's another reason why i love to travel is because i love the ocean so the ocean and again being barefoot on the sand on mother earth that's huge grounding for me as well and of course the typical salt baths you know epsom salts um oils as well um i have a particular oil that i love and just taking that aroma and just grounding and i usually use that before my clients at my like my at my altar i've got is that going to be one of your next questions what's on your altar Everything from shine waves. <laughs> Sorry. No, that doesn't bother me actually, because I'm I'm very humble in the fact that I know that there is Dorsha Planet products out there who do great work. Yes. Yeah. Oh, everything on my altar is from all over, all over the world as well. As yeah. Like bits from Ireland, bits from Europe. Yeah. So just whatever gravitates towards me. So if we're getting into you were saying about setting up for a plant and just getting into what's your my process is um, so I have like tuning forks and I've got the tinksha uh, between 425 mm -hmm. and depending on 528 so I go kind of back and forth I listen to binaural beats yeah so I do a lot of binaural beats um, a little bit of chanting do my aroma as well deep deep breath work because the breath work opens up the third eye right so it creates my own we all have our own dmt but it just enhances it so i do that and i have my own little mantras and i play upbeat music and then my so palette really yeah so yeah yeah oh i play all kinds i play all kinds of music whatever just whatever i feel like in that moment right as long as it's not sad music everything except for bagpipes yeah yeah Ooh. um no, I do. I love the this the bagpipes, especially when there's a. Um, I was at a concert once. It was Paul McCartney's, and he came in with the Scottish pipe band, yeah. and playing uh, yeah. Magala. What's it called? Uh, oh, with the castle. Oh. Tell it, Mulligan, Mulligan's castle. Mulligan, uh, it's something like I'm that. Something like that. Yeah, My apologies for not getting the name of the song, but anyway. But whenever I hear that song. I hear that song it brings tears to I have no idea why it just I get so emotional over it but anyway we're we're uh, digressing here so <laughs> yeah and so one more thing I also which I absolutely love is Palo Santos just I sage my house myself all of that I don't use white sage I Palo Santo and I sage my house so you don't sage your I it's my intention of what I use yeah, I, it, it's all about intention. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing about Palisanto, and it's something that I've educated a lot of people in here because it actually came from a friend who came up from Peru and told me everything about Palisanto. And that's where I got it from. Well, Palisanto is okay if you're Peruvian in South America because its energy hits the same ion field. 
So CH, which is more native to here, is mm -hmm. actually data for Canadians and Palestine. Okay, you, you're probably correct, but it's all about intention. And, and I don't want my house smelling like pot. Sorry. Then you're using the wrong sage, Well, a lot of, well, I've experienced many different sages, and they all pretty much smell the same. And sometimes sweet grass as well. Yeah, depends. Depends, right? I just don't want my house to smell like that. Okay, yeah. Well, mostly because my clients, right? Yeah. A lot of people are very, very sensitive. Have you noticed with the people who are, how would you say, being awakened, mm -hmm. they're a lot more sensitive through their smells now than they used to be? Very much. I find that a lot of people, when we have the consent forms, is are you sensitive to fragrances? No, but lately I have been. Oh, wow. And it's all these people that are going mm -hmm. So obviously a scent is one of the biggest things that would be downloaded with this. Uh, like Good to know. Palladium, like mm -hmm. for the record. Just for people okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely huge. The problem is, there's not, as we were both have said many times to each other, many times, off mic, on mic, there's so much fluff and money grabbers out there that yep. a lot of people are being miseducated. Mm -hmm. That's something that I am very, very passionate about putting right. And I know you are too. Because mm -hmm. I know you do a lot of classes. My neighbor has attended a lot of her classes. And I too, but well, it's funny that you're. It's funny that you're saying that because I pulled away from it, mm -hmm. um, a lot of it because I'm having a hard time with Zoom. I'm more one-on-one. -on -one. Like I would rather have a, a a place and teach in a group setting. It's and plus I like handouts, right? So I just that's I guess it's old-fashioned, but yeah, and because of COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, here's a handout. Take it home, learn it. Mm -hmm. Don't come back to mm -hmm. me in two months saying, "Oh, I didn't learn this." It's in your handout. It's in your handout. So yeah. It gives us that clean break from that, and then potential for expansion. But because of COVID, right? That. Um, too political with COVID. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's why I had to go to Zoom. People wanted, they still wanted some teachings, but we weren't allowed. So how did you find it through COVID on a personal level? For me. Because it was a very detached. Well, I didn't mind. I don't mind my, my own company. So there's that. It gave me time to reflect a lot. But on the downside of it, pun intended, I went down the rabbit hole and back and down the rabbit hole and back. And so I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot that's happening out there and also having to learn to use my discernment even more. Um, so there's that. And then I realized I got to a point where I had to pull away from it because I was becoming a little bit overwhelmed. And because I learned all, it's like we're going through this phase now where we have to learn to unlearn everything that we learned. Exactly. And so it was taking up my space, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Because I wanted people to know what I knew. I wanted people to know what I learned. And then I got to the point where, nope, you're not here to change people, Helen. This is, you know, these are your perceptions or your story, but everyone else is going to awaken when they're ready, if they choose to. And everybody's getting no choice because the universe is forcing people to wake up. 
yes and no, if they choose. No, it's actually being forced. I've seen it in a lot of people. And that's the thing, when you see it on an energetic level with certain parts of the body being active that aren't usually mm -hmm, active, mm -hmm. and they'll say, well, you know what, a weird dream the other night, and then I started feeling like this. So that is a forced download. But they're shaking the fear. That's, that's, what, that's what COVID has done, and that's what they wanted to do, is to push the fear, the fear, the fear, and it worked. Well, it worked really well. It worked. Well, I'm glad people are starting to do Well, starting to. Starting. <laughs> what we call it? The Great Awakening instead of the Great Reset? Yeah, it's a Great Awakening. A Great Awakening. We have noticed that in here. It's crazy. And, and the amount of people that I, we've had in here that I would never even dream of having in here. You know, really, I would say today, Christian Bible thumpers coming in and wanting to learn more. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's why there's such a diversity here. Like we've paid mystic traits, we've, we've Christian practitioners, we have a Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have all these different ideologies, and all the ideologies, all the charts are all saying the same thing. We're getting a big kick in the ass to wake the hell up so we can take away this stuff from the greed of humanity and into more of the spiritual um, uh, metaphysical growth of humanity as a consciousness. So it's a very interesting time. Very interesting. Very much. It's a fun time. You see all yeah, so back to the teachings. When you mentioned your neighbor, right? Even last night, on my event last night, I had about five of them. I want to learn, I want to learn, I want to learn. And I had clients, you know, in the last three weeks saying the same thing. So I know this is the universe kicking my ass saying, okay, get back to it. And I'm like, oh, because synchronicity, serendipity. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to get back into the groove and find a way of doing it in person. Because, um, Yeah, well, I do have space out of my own house, a little bit, a little bit, but it's depending on what size of group I want. And they have to, I have to have it so that they can pair off together, right? Because they work, they work on each other. That's the only way you're going to learn is hands-on, right? So. Exactly, exactly, yeah. It's not fake, it has to be authentic, well, that's why I like psychometry. Mm -hmm. Love psychometry, right? And for your listeners, if they don't know what that is, it's just reading the energy off of pictures or jewelry or anything that your loved one in spirit. And actually, it doesn't even have to be loved ones in spirit. It could be here in the physical realm as well. Yeah. If you just wanted to pick up any impressions from those, and so I find those a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Something that I. That's why when I even when somebody comes in and says. Yeah. It's it's surprisingly accurate if you just let that intuition flow. Yeah. Surprisingly accurate. So one more thing I want to ask you. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? To be honest with you, I have no clue. And that's what's happening right now is that there's gonna be some great changes. And so I I don't put any fear into the future. I'm living day to day, moment by moment, learning to be more present than ever. Awesome. And, um, you know, well, because we create our own reality by our thoughts and, and what we wish. Um, like I mentioned earlier is I do see some form of community living, coming together as a community. Um, my favorite, my all time favorite is live events. Mm -hmm. So if I could do more of those, and now that the mandates have been lifted, so that's my next project, and you're helping me, May 5th, yeah, right? So, but I love being on stage, that's my home. 
I thrive. I thrive on stage. And so now I'm just looking for like mini theaters and I want to do like Northern Ontario as well. Just kind of like a bit of traveling and just getting my face out there. That's, to be honest with you, that's kind of like my dream. Is that, yeah. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> you've done it to me many mm-hmm. times. We're very, very, we're, we're very close like that. We mm-hmm. kick each other's ass. So yeah, your hard work does show. And like you are very, very good at what you do. Um, bit sassy, but yeah. Hey, people like that. It's the Scottishness. It's yeah. that's right. You, as my favorite saying is, you can't call me boring. No, definitely. <laughs> I think can't that call. To both of us. Yes. So uh, one last thing. You said uh, that before. I just, So the last thing I want to say is people obviously will want to know a little bit more about you, get in contact with you. Can you share any yes. social media details so people can get in contact with you? Um, very simple, my name. So my website is helenpeacock.ca. Um, email is helenpeacock99 at gmail.com. Um, I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram. So those are my two main social medias and I'm always pushing on that. So I have fun with it. And you may want to check out my Friday funnies. That started off as as a joke one day and then all of a sudden it just kind of rolled into every Friday. And some people look at them and go, oh, that's got to be Helen. Oh, it's got to be Friday. Right? Even today. You love love today's. I haven't seen it yet. You'll see it. Oh, There's actually two of them. You really like the first one. There you go. Yeah. So educated. I have to check out the Instagram because I haven't looked at it today. Um, May 5th, big event. Ticket only. Tickets are available in here. Um, we can take uh, phone calls in for people who want to book and we can reserve a ticket for there. Um, it's going to be a good day. I hope so. It will be. It's Definitely. It's always fun. You're right. Yeah make it fun and that's what spirit loves is that i do make it fun because when it is fun it raises the frequency in the space and it just draws them in closer and everyone just feels a little bit more relaxed right even if i'm in the middle of an actual session like giving us a reading and if i start to feel the energy drop i'm like okay spirit give me something just give me something let's raise the roof right raise the roof and that, that's the one thing. One thing I do want to put out as a slight disclaimer, because it is a live event, because there is multiple people, not everybody will get a reading on the Ex- yep. Spirit does determine it, whoever is the most yep. As What I say is that it's who needs to come through, not who you wish to come through. When they come through with messages, it's things that you need to know, not what you want to know. Yep, absolutely. And if a loved one doesn't come through, does it mean they don't love you? It just means another loved one needed to come through um, or they just want to save it for another time. Like not not everyone in spirit wants to come through in a group session. If, it, if the essence of them was very private and if they have a very special message to share, but not in a group setting, they'll have me say it in such a way where it's like, okay, no, one-on-one you need to heal this or you need to reflect on this or whatever i have something to share exactly exactly and that's what i like about group readings is i call it you'll receive a little taste from heaven that's all it is you get to see people receive other messages you get to see how i roll and if you feel comfortable with me then they'll book a personal one-on-one exactly and having them feel safe with me right yeah Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. And I create I create that space. Not just safe, but fun. There you go. What's half the essence? What does a shaman say? When's the last time you cried, danced and sang? In my shower. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's it. We shall see you here May 5th. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I do. I do. And I'm on. I'm on. I'm I'm on that. Um, I just want to thank you so much for, for having me on your show. Um, it's been an honor. It's been fun, too. Um, and what was it, that drink, that Irish whiskey that you uh, introduced to me? We should do one of those sometime. Irish Mist. On ice. For me, it has to be on ice. It's honey liqueur. Yeah, honey liqueur. Yes, it's delicious. A personal friend of ours got me onto that. Oh. Bev. Oh. Bev oh, I'm so not surprised. So Bev got me onto that because yep. she went to Ireland all the time. Exactly. Yeah. my whole life, never tasted it. Well, the first night I tasted a shot, I had just the bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, we yes. have had a few of them in our past. Yes, we have. So, guys, thank you very much for listening. Helen will be here. Remember, you can get in contact her through her email, through her website. If you want to book a private session, trust me, she's worth mm-hmm. every cent and more. And know that it's a good time and a fun time. But be prepared. She's like me. She's very blunt. She doesn't mix her words, and it's there for a reason. So, until the next time, guys, thank you very much. And Helen, thank you very much for coming. And remember, love never ends. It's just different. I love that, but it's so cheesy at the same time. It is. Okay.